I'm happy to have as my sponsor for today's episode, Zulu Marketing and Printing. Zulu has been working with us for a couple of years and is one of the companies that I credit for dramatically changing and helping me get back to the niche that I was looking for in my office. Any of you guys that know me very well know that I run a sports-based chiropractic clinic, and that means that I have a specific clientele that I'm looking for. When my clientele started to slip and change up into more of what we weren't looking for as our primary market, just the ability to create these window tints that immediately showed and helped direct those type of clients into my office made a gigantic difference. They also have been really good with us in creating some of these big outdoor venues like some of their tent packages where it's a big tent, table covers, and flags that really get their message across. Thanks to having Zulu Marketing and Printing, check them out today. I'm sure you will find something that can make your business stand out from the rest. Today we're gonna to be talking about hip pain. Probably the biggest thing I see in my clinic, the one I'm definitely the most known for. If I get called up to do a lecture for any sort of continuing education or typically anything like at a university, we're gonna talk about hip pain because this is my baby. So dive in, get ready to learn. It's not gonna be something as easy as do the figure four stretch and take care of your hip flexors. Let's get ready to go. Let's learn about hip pain and what you can do about it. I had a friend come into the clinic today to get worked on and he's also a client and this gets to be kind of fun because I have a lot of friends who are clients. Well this guy was having hip pain. We have a doctor friend that we share and he was in as a, he's a nurse so he was in with his doctor who's a surgeon and they said hey go see Chad if you've got some hip stuff. The doctor was sure it was a sciatic issue, kind of the old school type of piriformis syndrome. Now you guys have been in my clinic before, you know that hips are my baby. I feel really good at my diagnostic skills and my treatments, especially in the hips. We go the extra mile in my clinic to make sure it's cutting edge and much of what we diagnose and treat is different than classical presentation. This idea of not stretching the tight muscles on the backside, like your, your piriformis idea and the butt and the glute activation, the hamstring, like contract those muscles. It's been around for a decade, but it still hasn't trickled into mainstream therapy and doctoring yet. So a lot of the stuff that I will see being done is the opposite of what should be happening. And I, I say this in my clinic all the time, like doctors are just about two decades behind. I mean, that's just how it works. If, if you come into my clinic, and you wanna know what we're doing, it might be in your face a little bit. And I remember when Jim Rome, I, I, I always credit Jim Rome for kind of making the first meme. Now it wasn't something that would go around on Facebook, but it was on his show. He had a push button and it was Tiger Woods. And this is back in probably 2015. And he was, he kept pulling out of these tournaments because he had back pain. And why he would say he would turn out, he's like, I can't get my glutes to activate. I can't get my glutes to activate. And he knew if he couldn't get his glutes to activate, he was gonna end up having back pain by the time he got to day two. Jim Rome had a little button that was made. He thought it was hilarious. My glutes activated, my glutes activated. Well, fast forward seven years now, that is common knowledge. You can't go to a seminar on how to treat low back pain without people talking about glute activation. It's just a normal thing, but at that time it was crazy. Well, Tiger Woods happens to be one of the most successful athletes on the planet. Of course, he's gonna have progressive therapists and doctors that are doing this stuff. So what I'm telling you, 
we all go through this stuff. But my friend who came in was getting old school treatment. So how it went in my clinic. This is my friend and a patient. I went through the exam. I went through the evaluation. I presented my evidence for why I thought this and that. I worked the patient up. And despite me thinking it was going to take two or three visits, he left with one of those like, oh my God, dude, I feel so much better. My diagnosis with him, I think he had a low-grade bursitis. He had his hips that were out of position or, or more properly termed a lack of proper movement. He had his hip flexors, the muscles that were on the front side were tight because he was always sitting and the muscles on the back side, like the butt and the hamstrings were tight, but they were kind of an elongated overstretch tight. Think about that when you are sitting, the front side muscles are short, the back side muscles are long. If you can't visualize that, visualize your arm bent. If your arm is bent at the elbow, your bicep muscles are tight because they're short. Your tricep muscles are tight because they're long. So look, that's a mouthful. I get it. That's not an easy diagnosis. It's so much easier to say you got tight hip flexors. It's so much easier to say you got piriformis syndrome, but it's not true. It's not good enough. Any of you have, that have been to my clinic or read any of my articles on muscle recovery or seen any of my rehab videos, you get it. My diagnoses are long. They're usually quite descriptive, but on the same hand, they are rarely scary and they're not quipped. It's typically not something simple enough that you can Google it or get a one word answer on treatment or, tick, or on uh, Google or TikTok. And that's because I don't want you looking for a simple answer. You have to get that it's a bunch of little things that are compounding on each other and it's making your life miserable. None of the things by themselves are serious, but if the treatment is done for just one of the problems, you're not gonna get better. The resolution of this is like chiropractic or rehabilitative napalm. Each and everything needs to be done and it needs to be done in a proper order. You have to do it all. The analogy when I use teaching this is like a little kid's bike lock. You can put all the numbers in it, but if it's not done in the right order, it's not gonna open. That's kind of how it is. So I worked this guy over and in my typical fashion, I explained it all. I made it all very simple to understand, but you know my rule. In order to have a simple explanation, you need explanation. That's what makes it simple. So this patient's a nurse, like I said, and along with my other friend, they're doing surgeries each morning. The next day when he came back to the work, the doctor asked him how he was doing and what he thought was going on. The patient explained it all. The doctor just scoffed at him, basically told him I was full of crap and that was a simple piriformis syndrome and he should go back to doing the figure four stretch at home. Basically, the surgeon told him the opposite of what I took 20 minutes to explain. He did it in probably three seconds, but it was a lot simpler and it was easy to digest and it didn't take 20 minutes and he's a real doctor. I'm just a chiropractor. So the patient did what this guy told him to do and the pain returned immediately. And that's what led me to this particular write-up. Because the trouble with hips is they're complicated. There's a lot of moving parts and a lot of attachments. And because the attachment points, the hip flexors and the glute muscles work counterjunction with each other, this area is perhaps the most important part of the body to have working correctly. You guys know when I do my performance stuff, I call the hip and the glutes the first and most primary engine of the body. So calling something by a simple name and then giving it a simple stretch isn't going to work. Just ask your friends. 
the marathoners, the triathletes. Each and every one of these guys has either had a hip issue, a knee issue, an IT band issue, a back issue, or they're running just off the mark. They never stop talking about it. You just want to enjoy a beer at the barbecue and you get cornered by Todd over there pummeling you with his growing problem and then showing you his ass. Todd actually wants you to feel his strained glutes. Like, what the hell, Todd? Back off. Most of them will also swear that their specific stretch release technique or their magic chiropractor or foam roller or whatever magic potion they have is the answer. And it will 100% relieve their condition and restore their mobility, say in like eight months to a year. It's so much simpler than that. Eight months to a year is for crazy people. Let's start to get a hold of this issue and make a much faster fix. Typically three to four treatments and approximately six to eight minutes of rehab is done every day for about two weeks and it fixes it. But let me tell you, I know for a fact I have less than 1% of my clientele that can even dedicate five or six minutes. They just won't do it. They'd much rather go to eight months of rehab. It's just an easier thing for them to digest. So let's dissect this case and just see if it makes sense. The patient presents with right hip pain while running or sitting and changes in position. The pain is along the back side of the patient's hip bone where the butt and hip come together. Now, I live in Texas. Until I moved here, I'd always assumed the hip was the anatomical hip, like where your hand would be if you put your hand in your front pocket. But in Texas, for some reason, oftentimes people will come to me and they say their hip hurts, like if they were putting their hand in their back pocket. That's your pelvis or your butt. Someone had to explain this to me because I didn't get it. But in my clinic, I do need to clarify, show me which hip is hurting. So I really don't care what hip you want to use because if you have pain with it, it's probably a similar issue. So let's get into it. Any good doctor or therapist should at least be a good detective first. Use Sherlock Holmes or Hercule Perot skills to look for clues to unravel the mystery of this patient's problem and solve the caper. So at this part of the patient visit, I was asking questions, looking for clues. I wasn't just going in there and starting to rub where he said it hurt because that's lame. That's what everybody else does and it doesn't work. So, does your pain get worth activity? Does it hurt to go up and down stairs? Does Advil or Aleve or a steroid pack seem to make the issues better? Does it feel better if you rest? I also check his range of motion, his muscle tension, his reflexes, and other medical stats like blood pressure, heart rate, etc. All the typical doctor stuff. Because look, if anti-inflammatories greatly affect the issue and make it better, and a previous steroid pack, or seven days of doing nothing completely resolve the issue for a month, I can say with relative certainty that he has some sort of inflammatory condition. His clues gave me the information to make this educated guess. Anti-inflammatories worked. Well, it must be inflamed. And inflammation in the hip is typically coming from bursitis. Now, there can be other factors going on, such as a spur or something serious like a tumor or a condition called AVN. So in this case, I had an x-ray and we could all but rule out the tumor and AVN. So great, he has bursitis. I get a gold star for solving the mystery and getting the test question correct. But a diagnosis alone doesn't help this patient. He came to me for a diagnosis and treatment. So let's continue. When I test his range of motion, he has virtually no internal hip rotation, which would suggest that his hip is in fact jammed up into the socket a little bit. Because of this, or possibly even due to this, he has muscle spasm on the front side contracted, the hip flexors and quads, and the muscles on the back side, his butt, are longer than they should be because the hip is rotated internally and can't go any further. It's the exact same idea as the bicep flexed, the tricep long. It doesn't work to keep stretching the long tricep. That doesn't make the arm straighten out. 
So visualize the ball of the hip is positioned in a corkscrew fashion, kind of up and in. The little fat pads that are between the ball of the hip and the cup are named the bursa. And the inflammation is called itis. And together, that's bursa-itis or bursitis. So it's not good enough to just say, oh, bursitis, good. What is causing the bursitis? Because the hips jammed up in there, every step this guy takes, especially activities with multiple, multiple fast steps like running, would cause multiple irritation to the bursa. In a case like this, I really don't care which came first, the bursa irritation or the hip being jammed up there. It's like the chicken and egg argument. They all work to create a cycle of misery when they're compounded together. And correcting the issue with one treatment is nearly impossible. You can come to the chiropractor, they can put the hip back. You can go get an injection and get rid of the inflammation. But if you're not doing both of these things, it's not gonna work. Now remember, this guy took a steroid pack, which is an anti-inflammatory, and his pain all but disappeared. The inflammation was gone, and therefore the pain was gone. But nothing was done when the steroid treatment worked. Nothing was done to fix it. That, in fact, gave us some clues too. His hip was still jammed up. The muscles were still out of balance. And as soon as the anti-inflammatories were out of his system, the cycle continued and the pain came right back. Hopefully, this description makes it quite easy to see how a typical muscle skeletal issue has a lot of moving parts. If all I do is give this guy a stretch, it's really not much of a different treatment than giving him a steroid pack. It's only addressing one part of a larger complex. His cycle pain can't be broken because we're not doing enough to actually disrupt the entire cycle. How am I going to fix an issue like this? Like the bursa, or the sciatic, or hip mobility, or muscle balancing issues. Well, the only way you fix it is by attacking all aspects. So let's get inflammation off the hot bursa. Let's move the hip into a better position so there's an grinding which would reactivate the bursa. Let's balance the muscles out so the patient's less apt to start the cycle over again. I would give this guy some sort of rehab type exercises to basically stretch or down-regulate the front side type muscles, but also, more importantly, turning on the weak backside muscles. I mean, that's a full paragraph. It takes a full podcast article to even explain this. If it was an easy treatment, I could just say, hey, do the piriformis stretch. But it took a little bit of explanation. Hey, Todd, you really want me to go over this right now at the barbecue? All right, sit down. Let me get my pointer. Let me load up my PowerPoint. That's the reason you come to Sports Doc DC, because I actually care. I can, And it's you actually caring if you're looking at... So the idea is not to treat your hip, your shoulder, your sore back, to understand it. Because if you don't understand it, you can't get anywhere. At this point, you guys understand my point that I'm trying to make, but let me give you the reality of what typically happens with these guys. Because this is such a common occurrence that it made me create an entire website. So let's go back to this guy for a second. What really happens clinically to these guys? Because you might be this person. Well, what happens to this patient is he gives up on treatment because he has two doctors basically telling him two different things and it's confusing. He decides to do nothing. Six months later, he still has the same issue. So now he decides to get an MRI. The MRI is done to his lower back, not his hip where he was having the issue, but to his back because he relates to his new doctor that none of the hip work that he tried had any results. Now note, by this time, he's typically on his fifth or sixth doctor. He's probably been through a round of therapy and it's just got this big manila envelope of all this stuff he's tried. In reality, he didn't really try anything. He just got a bunch of different diagnoses because every different therapist and doctor has their own diagnosis. Anatomically, 
the nerves from the lower disc in the lower back do travel into the hips. So sometimes it's worth looking there. So maybe the discs are screwed up and that's irritating the nerves and that's why he's got the hip issues. This train of thought happens every day, thousands of times across our country. And sure enough, the MRI reveals a low-grade disc issue and it was called disc degeneration. Aha, more clues. The brainy doctor, the Scotland Yard inspector, incorrectly claims this must be where his issue is coming from. In fact, that's exactly what this patient did. Hey doc, you know why my hip never got better? Because I have degenerative disc disease. You might have been told this. I hear people told this all the time. The trouble is, this particular patient was 61 years old. And I would argue that 95% of people over 30 years old probably have a low-grade disc issue evident on an MRI. I have it. I feel great today. I'm going to do a hard workout. I'll do a heavy run. But I still have a disc bulge on MRI. It's just not active right now. Usually, it's not a big deal. When these discs are actively injured, it's often called a hot disc. Or in the years gone by, a slipped disc, which hopefully, if you think you've got this, listen to my article on that. These issues are nearly unbearable and cause a tremendous amount of pain. But when the issue is resolved and the inflammation is gone, there nearly isn't any disc issue anymore, despite there still being findings on MRI. So what just happened? He went down the wrong path. We got new information, but the information is not so much related in this case. It's evidence, but it's probably not causative. In the detective book, it's like the known bad guy living next door, only he wasn't the killer. In our story, treatment down the wrong path begins. Our hero starts treating the simple hip issue as a low back disc issue. As a betting man, I would say the chance for success of treating his hip issue with a low back disc protocol is pretty low. On any given timetable, however, the human body will self-correct and he'll start to feel a little bit better. All along, having a pretty simple fix in his back pocket, which should have saved him time and money and months of misery. I mean, he was nearly 100% out of pain one visit in my clinic, yet he chose not to pursue this path because it was confusing, it took explanation, and it was a little bit uncommon. This entire site is not supposed to be Dr. Chad's clinical case studies, although I like doing this stuff. So if you want more, just ask, because I've got a millions of these case studies because I teach them to college kids and med students. This is an analogy and for things in our life that might just be a little mixed up. Hopefully you liked learning about the hip, but the take home point is in life, get better information. Test what works and what doesn't work in your life. Try multiple approaches at the same time. Take experts' advice and opinions, but make decisions based on how those opinions and advice work for you or don't work for you. But above all else, try not to look for simple, easy, push-button, magic pill fixes for the things that are messed up in your life. More often, it's all going to take small, easy steps from multiple angles that you stay consistent with. As my last patient stated, he happened to have the same issue. I knew it was all connected. Bingo! Life is like a spider web of interconnectivity than it is a straight linear line. It's always connected, no matter what it is we're discussing. My second point, just fixing the pain is never fixing the problem. The steroid pack made my patient's pain completely disappear. The problem was still there, however. In life, oftentimes we disregard the problem for a quick fix. The feel good for the cheap buzz. So tackle your problems. It's nearly always easier that way. Or better stated, it's the same amount of effort to fix it as to not fix it. The modern approach is to have a better system. Inflammation first, mobility second, 
And typically these things can be done at the same time and not irritate it. Only when the inflammation is controlled and the mobility is restored, you can then start dealing with the issue of balance from one muscle to next, or strength, or endurance, or getting your cardiovascular component, or getting your running time lower, which is what most runners are seeking anyway. It's simple, it's just a different approach than doing everything at once, right? I agree with every therapist and trainer I've ever had. The glute issue is the biggest problem, but it cannot be the first problem tackled. There's a better order, figure it out.